I'm recording. Wow, Spooktober, guys. I want to try something here. Okay, okay, do it. So it's Spooktober. Yeah. And we need to have our own spooky opening. Oh, right. Because Caleb dropped the ball yeah. again. Yeah, Caleb Whoops. normally does a poem. I don't want to steal Caleb's thunder. And I forgot poem. about the poem. I stole nope. his thunder I, I and did a poem you. one year, I think. I think that was just the first time. <laughs> I stole your thought. No, last year I did a weird, it's a weird poem. Oh, I think I remember that. I think that was in your house. Is that in our, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With oh, men. I do remember With that. men, yeah. Oh, um, God. So I'm thinking, uh, I think each of us need to make a spooky sound. Okay. So I'm thinking, um, who on, Eric, you could maybe like cackle like a witch. Is that okay? <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. We're no, gonna, we're not do now. It all at once. Not now? Um, oh, we're doing it all at once? Yeah. Should we introduce our guest first? Okay, sure. <laughs> I was just thinking for an opening, you know, and yeah, then we yeah, introduce yeah. our guest. So, okay. Josh, which people know you soon, could you maybe like, what would a ghost sound a ghost would make? Like a spooky. Uh, like, like, a, ooh. like a ooh. Yeah, okay. Okay, Caleb, that's good. what kind that's of sound good. do you want to make? Um, I want to do a... Um, uh, a wolf howl. Okay. okay, that was one of the sounds I was thinking of. And I'll do the I will witch. just do a classic terrified scream. And we all do it at the same time. Yeah, thing. and I want you to add the lightning that you do sometimes. No, you got it. I mean, it's every time. Okay, so um, after I say welcome to <coughs> Film Snob Spooktober, we'll do it. So, um, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Spooktober with the Film Snobs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was something's cool. in danger. Did you hear that? Yeah. That was really cool. So I hope cool. that was a spooky sound, guys. Hello, welcome. We're welcome. finishing up uh, Spooktober tonight. I'm the fourth and final round. You are? And guess what? What? We got a guest with us. We got a first hey, timer. Hey. He's cool. Hey. He's uh, looking good right now. <laughs> and, That's true. That is true. And he loves movies, I hope. What's up, Josh George? <laughs> Hello, I, I do love movies. So. I love you. I hope he I does. Hope so. Josh, we've been, we've been doing this with guests recently. Give us like a favorite movie or two that um, so that people can know you. Yeah, it doesn't have to be an all-timer oh, for you, but uh, yeah. When Harry Met Sally. That was oh, like wow. a classic, I think, fall movie. It is a fun Billy fall Crystal. movie. Great. Yeah. Um, Great choice. And then Lord of the Rings, I oh, think, is another one. So good. Wow, you're a well-rounded gentleman, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> Playing at the Icon. No way. Yeah. Return of the King. Oh, sweet. Yep. Like how you said that. that as if it's like, eh, it's just the third one. I mean, it is the third. It's like, I guess you don't need to watch them in order, but, you know. Oh, that'd be fun to see yeah. in theaters. Yeah. I bet they did do it in order. We just caught it late. Anyway. Well, guys, uh, we're missing Cody today. That's okay. Yeah. Josh is our fill-in. R.I.P. Just feel like talking whenever you want. You're you're good at talking. All right. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're just the right amount of spooky. If you right. don't, yeah. we will dominate this. Entire <laughs> okay. <laughs> so to to wrap us up, guys, I ch- I chose a movie that. Um, well, let me pr- preface it this way: back in the day when Eric and I uh, lived together in the same house, we were mm. roommates. Mm. Um, in October, we would like if we're the if we were both home and it was an evening and none of us none of us had anything going on <laughs> eric and i would watch spooky movies yes they tended to be of the older variety yes black and white yes um and there's a movie that eric and i watched <laughs> that i wanted to bring back for the pod f yes i am so ready for this <laughs> what do you think it is eric oh you want me to say it yeah we're watching freaks yeah we're watching we're freaks. watching freaks let's go Nineteen thirty-two. Go. Uh, black and white. It's only an hour, like an hour, hour five, something like that. Oh. Directed by Todd Browning. 
And uh, I won't spoil it for you two. I think you just need to see it with open eyes. Let's just say it was controversial for the time. Absolutely. That's, kind of that's a, a good opener. And it's a rediscovered classic. Isn't um, this with, like, Seth Rogen? <laughs> um, that's Freaks and Geeks. Oh, that's Freaks and Geeks. That's Freaks and oh, Geeks. Okay, okay. That's a television oh. show. Oh, that's right. Not Judd Apatow. That's right. <laughs> Cool. So I don't want. I don't, I'm not going to say. We'll talk about. No, it there's get back. plenty. There's plenty to say after yeah. after we watch it. But yeah. yeah, cool. Let's do it. Oh, Caleb just clicked record. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. We just had the experience of experience. Oh, Caleb. Oof. What a face you make there. I just don't know what to think. You know, you know how like we talk yeah. about a tight 90? This is a tight 60. <laughs> tight 60. This is like 58 minutes long or yeah. something. It's crazy. A few minutes were cut. We'll get to that. Um, it's great. We just watched Todd Browning's 1932 film released in 1932, Freaks, a masterpiece of early American talkie cinema. Todd Browning was most famous previously for his collaborations with Lon Chaney and Bella Lugosi, most famously in a silent version of Hunchback of Notre Dame, Ooh. a great movie about a limbless man called uh, The Unknown, and uh, probably most famous for it, Dracula in 1931, <sighs> the movie he made right before this. So, good. so hot off the heels of Dracula. When did talkies, this is what? This is 1932. 20, this is 32? So talk, the first talkie was technically 29? Oh, wow. Maybe 27, maybe. So this is very new territory for, very new for, territory. for film. I yeah, personally yeah. find the early nine, the 1930s the worst decade of cinema because I feel like we transitioned to talkies terribly. This is an example that is otherwise to that. And, we, and we've talked about it on pod with uh, Sunrise. Yeah. Where you go from like handheld camera almost, like in the 20s, they would just follow people around yeah. to having still shots. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a way different yeah. feel. Yeah. And Todd Browning, because he's such a good director is able to do both in this film. Let me give you a quick, uh, so good. recap of what's going on. We follow the, uh, background, the behind the scenes, you might say of a traveling circus. In the traveling circus are many characters. Probably our main protagonist is a little little dwarf named Hans, Hans. and he is engaged to Frida. And one of the main hinges of the movie is there is a performing woman who is a beautiful big woman, as Hans says. Yes. Um, who he starts to flirt with, and she realizes he has a lot of money. So there's some drama there. Cleopatra. Uh, the movie also follows lots of other different. Uh, disabled people behind the scenes which include people without limbs differently abled differently abled sometimes without <laughs> arms sometimes without legs sometimes without both arms and legs yeah um micro, one of the greatest scenes in the oh, movie <laughs> so good <laughs> some people with just abnormalities microcephaly mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i was trying to look for a list of all the things but oh, nice. basically people who um aren't they don't have all of their mental capacities, don't have all their physical capacities, but mm -hmm. they are shown in this film. Um, early, early circus culture having like yeah. freaks and yeah, like the strongest man and bearded lady and, you know, the guy who looks like 
a snake and Wolfman, all that kind of like early 1920s circus culture is is definitely kind of like prevalent in this yeah. film. Yeah. And as the freaks say, they take care of their own, mm. which, will, which I don't want to spoil much more than that. Your, fa- uh, your favorite chant is in this. Oh, if any of you guys have ever heard... <laughs> Many of you have probably ever heard "Google gobble, Google gobble, one, one of us, one of us." We accept her. We accept her. Google gobble. We accept her. One of us. We accept her. One of us. Google gobble, Google gobble. We accept her. We accept her. Google gobble, Google gobble. It's so good. <laughs> it's amazing. The movie uh, just gives oh some more. Context basically ruined Todd Browning's career. It started mm. showing around the country, and people were so horrified that they um, started walking out. Not horrified because of the horror, horrified because of the people's represented on screen that they didn't know how to handle. Mm. So it was taken out of the running. Todd Browning only directed a couple other more movies, and it was hard for him to get them made. Um, before he stopped his career in the late 30s. And the movie didn't um, gain a following again until around the late 60s when individualism happened you know mm. people thought oh this is a misunderstood gem of horror <laughs> cinema it was marketed yeah. as horror is it a horror maybe not till the last 10 minutes right. yeah 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 i i find it interesting how like offended people got so offended know? yeah yeah it's just i don't know i just don't picture that back then i'd picture that now obviously that's my current kind of worldview but it's yeah, it, yeah, yeah we'll, it's, we'll talk about that uh, yeah, anyways i'll get your guys sweet. initial thoughts on this thing caleb we'll start with you yeah um i enjoyed this movie very strange not because of the people oh uh, is there a word you're not gonna say today i'm not gonna say the m word <laughs> I got in trouble during the Elf episode for saying that, so I will not say it. But they say it in the movie. They so do. So maybe if I'm quoting it, I'll say it. Sure, 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 sure. Um, I loved the, right off the bat, like I think first scene even, like first shot, there's like camera movement that I thought was really interesting. Um, mm. Especially there's one tracking shot that I really loved. Um, we can talk about that later. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'm curious. I think this, from watching this, I think it, approaches these people who are differently abled. Uh, <laughs> you look so proud of yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank differently you. abled. Um, in like a compassionate way. And I don't know if we get anything in mainstream media like that. Maybe because people are too afraid mm. to even like tackle that. Mm. I don't know. Um, but it seems like, especially in like the 2000s, there were um, little people represented that was usually mm-hmm. at like as a punchline yeah um, yeah so but this like for 100%. the 30s i mean especially in a circus context i think you're able to kind of tell that story um in in that way and kind of shed some light on the humanity of these people mm. um which i think was done pretty well um could explore it maybe a little bit more but yeah that was fun Little creepy at the end too. Yeah, yeah, great. Wait scene till at I the tell end. you what scenes they cut. Oh man. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. I think. I think that this. Uh, this was a brave take. Like this was a brave decision. Um. One that you said. Um. Like ended up hurting his career, which I find is like, you know, standing out for for doing something like that. Um. That like. I think it was necessary and like 
you know, not exploitative. Um, like you didn't feel like he was using these people, uh, in a negative way, but more in a, like, this is, this is, this is the story that we're trying to tell. Um, and we hope you like it. (laughs) Like everybody walking out is just so sad. Um, but I mean, different time, I guess. And people weren't ready for it, but that's, that's so interesting to me that it was like, that was a time when people weren't ready for it. And then it had a resurgence when people were more ready for it. Yeah. You know, that's, that's so interesting to me. Um, it's like Van Gogh gaining popularity when he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, it's, it's very, it's very good. Uh, a lot of great scenes in this. film. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I <laughs> really enjoyed it the first time when we watched it in the basement, but this was, this was also great, uh, to watch it with a crew. Um, so yeah. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> Josh George, what was your Josh George, uh, impression up? of freaks? I, I thought it was, you do not have to agree. I thought it was actually masterfully done. I wow, okay. Uh, was surprised at how much I liked it. Like initially going like the first few scenes, you're like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And that, that uh, was actually good too. Cause it just felt like you didn't know where it was going to go. So there was some good surprise elements. Um, but no, I thought there were like good themes on misplaced love um, of like community and finding community um in the midst of like hard situations mm. and um yeah like grace at the end um and then it was interesting you had the horror elements but i think it's the only horror movie i've seen where you're like on the side of the horror element and you're <laughs> yeah sort of rooting for that uh yeah that's a good point yeah so yeah no you're I, like get him <laughs> <laughs> yeah get him uh, when that switchblade went up i was in uh, yeah. and then he pulls up the luger and you're like i'm double in let's go he just starts cleaning the gun oh, yeah yeah you had some like so chicago good. gangster elements fully and the switchblade i love that no it was good yeah thank you josh it's your clap here um this is for me a five-star masterpiece i've probably seen it eight or nine times i love watching it with other people and introducing it to people um something about it just really affects me i think i first watched it because Werner herzog said it was one of his favorite movies um yeah i think that's right and yeah guillermo del toro obviously nightmare alley's got some influence from this but yeah, it's the tight 60. I think the 30s are overall pretty weak, and this is... I don't know. There's so many things about this movie that are one of a kind. I think just with the type of people it displays in an empathetic manner and, like, no shame in doing that, and also, like, including them in a horror spectacle at the end. Uh, like, there's some of the most memorable images, I think, ever. Like I, th- yeah. Yes. They they stay with you, um, and I think this the storyline works to get the themes across. And I think it's directed really well. Mm-hmm. Like it's very theatrical in the way they say lines, which is an early talkies thing. But I think it sounds better than most early talkies. It looks better. Um, does it? Yeah. Does it feel like they're gaining their bearings at all to you, or? I think this is a fully. I feel like it's a fully realized vision, which I feel like most movies in the thirties are trying to figure out how to do it. Okay. But this feels like he knew exactly what he was doing. He got exactly what he wanted and people couldn't figure it out. 
at that time. I also, yeah, I also think it's very brave. A lot of people don't know this, but in that era, like eugenics was kind of on the rise in the U.S. and Europe. Mm. So to make this movie in a in a surrounding culture Great that's saying, point. Great point. you know, maybe we should get rid of some of these people because they're hard to live with and they make our lives more difficult and we can cleanse the bloodline. And that whole first part with the French guy totally. in the, in the woods, yeah. that whole conversation yeah. is exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. Oh man. So yeah, I, I don't know. Something about it deeply affects me hmm. and I just like, and, but it's like, I also love watching it at the same time. It's the perfect. So one of the two five star movies from the thirties, in my opinion. Others of Wizard of Oz, because how can you not love Dorothy, you know? Yeah, and given how you just said that you despise the 30s. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what question to ask first. Let's just go, who um, who did you connect with? Which character? What? Who stood out to you? Ooh. Hmm. Which one stood There's out? a couple different storylines going on. There's Frozone and the Woman. There's Yes. Um, Cleopatra and Hans and Frida. The twins. The twins. <laughs> That's right. The, twins. the conjoined twins. <laughs> I mean, I think for me, the Hans character, I was intrigued by the way that they sort of wove that love story into it. Really, I thought, well, because um, you had Hans who had what appeared to be like a really great relationship with, I think his fiance at the time Correct. at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had him sort of falling for this woman who was, you know, not right for him in any way, but like, uh, he was totally blind to that. And I think totally, yeah, he, I think throughout the movie, he realized, uh, that he sort of, uh, thought love was one thing, like a feeling or a, um, I guess sort of a, uh, imagination of like, Oh, this is what this could be. And then having sort of slowly throughout the movie being confronted with the reality of what he had hoped this love that he had for this, uh, other woman. And then realizing that, Oh, it's really, she doesn't love me for me. It's she loves me for, um, my money or, uh, sort of the laughter of it, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And then at the end sort of coming full circle and realizing like, Oh, um, really the woman who like, uh, loved me, actually loved me was, uh, his original fiance and the fact that she was willing to let him go, but then at the end also willing to like show him grace for mm-hmm. his, uh, really kind of abhorrent actions. <laughs> like he totally dumps her to like, <laughs> yeah, totally this. a jerk the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah really it is fully. Uh, so, but you could tell that he has this like incredible shame behind like her telling him that this is exactly what was going to happen and this is exactly what who she is and this is she spoke into her true character this this cleopatra lady that he has the the goo goo eyes for yeah and you could tell that when it all unravels it's it's all happening kind of fast but there's this scene at the end where he's like in his like mansion and he's just reclused himself for like years. He, he's like, I haven't been out in years. And you could tell like, he's just like totally, he's like mortified. Uh, 
like deathly kind of like shameful about the fact that like she was right and like he didn't listen and all this came crashing down because of his failure to see beyond it and it's like this very embarrassing kind of state of being i feel for him um that he wasn't able to see it yeah because it was she was telling him yeah so there's no redeeming qualities on his part like he acted the fool and was the fool and um yeah but even in the midst of that uh she still loved him and actually came back um, yeah so did we say what cleopatra was trying to do to him cleopatra was trying to marry him because she found out he had a fortune and just take all his money and slowly and tried slowly to poison. poison him to death spooky yeah, yeah. but he kind of caught on to it because all of his little friends were yeah. like wise to it yeah yeah i think we all do that in like some way you um, think so you think that we do that we all poison no no of what, what happened to hans of like when our sin exposes us for mm-hmm. like what we are and like we realize it like mm-hmm. we want to just like seclude ourselves and hide in our shame and in darkness but when yeah you know then but when then we're met with like love and grace like that enables us to seek forgiveness and so i don't know i yeah it's a be- it's a beautiful scene that we see at the end where he's just kind of like crumpled over in his um you know, it, he's just kind of like in her in her lap, and she's stroking his head, just kind of like it's okay, it's okay, I love you, and it's a very it's a very divine kind of image, isn't it? Of like the Christ like huh. kind of like response huh. yeah. of just like yeah, it's it's okay, it's fine. Like I I know I told you you wanted to go yeah. your, you wanted to go your own way. I'm still here. Yeah, you know I'm I'm here. It's okay. Yeah, and I th- think I think that's true. Even you know, with our uh, our relationship with God, it's like oh, sometimes He does sort of let us, like she did, sort of let let it happen. Yeah. Um, but it, there's always space for us to return. Yeah, she um, like saw into him. Yeah, knew that he wasn't like gonna listen to her and and saw that he was being foolish but saw enough of his character to not think that he was like his definition is a fool. Yeah. Fully that, known and still fully loved. Fully yeah. known yeah. for all the bad things and still fully loved. Well, it's hard, dude. And that's another thing that I picked up on. Like when we have the scene where she's like, uh, this Cleopatra character yeah. sees you as something childish. I see you as a man. Um, where Heavy. like when you have good true love does make you feel built up it makes you feel uh more truly who you are mm. and then when you have love that's fake or artificial it actually really breaks you down and makes you feel um yeah not built up um yeah absolutely that's you feel that's, poisoned Mm. yes like dripping like that i mean there's the analogy of you know dripping poison and like the slow drip poison and kind of um i think that the you know she that was literally what she was doing <laughs> just like yeah you know she was slowly um killing him but yeah and it's like hans didn't need to hide away because all the freaks were there to back him up you know what i mean yeah yeah. I listened to a, a podcast with a guy recently and his cousin had recently committed suicide and he's like, at his funeral, there were like 2,000 people. And he's like, 
who told you that you were all alone? Because like none, no one told you that. So mm. why do you? He was like, like, like expressing the anger that it had happened. What a right? tragic it's like, eulogy! Look at dude. all, look at all these freaks around you, Hans. That got your back, even though they they saw how stupid you were. Yeah, they got your back at the end anyway. They're here to help you. <laughs> God, and yet we still want to seclude that ourselves. end. Fun fact, though, it's interesting. We're talking about the last scene, right? <laughs> right, right. Not a part of the original movie. We should just say, really? oh, really? So, <laughs> let me tell you how the movie originally ends. <laughs> um, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> there's more um i love this there's this is so more good. uh of the freaks uh totally just dismantling cleopatra like all surrounding her and like going at her cool like so they catch her in the rain in the forest you know and didn't and then, test um, well no and then um apparently i don't know how graphic it was but it was enough for them to know that it happened yeah the freaks went and um castrated hercules no. Yeah. That's, if there's one, you know, there's all these things How about lost cinema. And not there's show all these it. things in, in cinema that are lost, and it's like, man, it'd be great to see that. That's number one on the top of my list. <laughs> <laughs> like in 1932, the freaks castrated Hercules, and that was on film. Oh my gosh! Wow. I'm I mean, sure, like, it didn't show it, but no, there there's definitely been, ways you could do it. Yeah. Yeah. They like unbuckle his belt, and then he like goes. Ah! But apparently the movie like, ends yeah, like that would be insane. those things happen. There's also some other things with the freaks cut because the studio heads were so disturbed. I, but just them being themselves. But like, uh, and then the movie ends with uh, yeah, her as the chicken in the sideshow. I think yeah, wow. And that last scene, no redemption piece, got tacked on at the end in a day. And I actually think it works in the movie's favor. I do too. It not only works in the movie's favor. I think it works in their favor. Like, could you imagine how your kind of image? of them would turn it would it would kind of pivot if you like saw them dismantling another human being you would autumn you would suddenly start to feel sympathetic for the person being torn to pieces mm. um and i think that when you leave that out um that initial feeling that we were feeling where it's like you know the switchblade goes up and you're like get him um <laughs> that kind of stays there <laughs> and doesn't go away i think it goes away if they start like mutilating another human being might have been too far yeah it, because i but i still want to see it but 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 it remains right yeah. they still turn her into something into the Do thing that she a goose chicken woman goose woman like apparently it, that was a real sideshow type person there was someone that was like acting like a duck or goose or chicken like that oh. i don't know the Anyways. gimp yeah what was it uh bradley cooper oh, oh. the geek the geek. geek that's what i'm trying geek to think of not the gimp the geek Ooh, nightmare. <laughs> that would have been a fun one to watch too i love nightmare god Alley. what a movie I um love nightmare Alley. i don't know is that controversial that they like make her into a freak what do you guys think they said one of us gabagool gabagool one of us <laughs> gabagool <laughs> gabagool <laughs> google gobble google gobble one of us well All which the begs the question who is the, who are the freaks in the movie yeah, what is a freak? Who are really? the freaks? Do you think? <laughs> well, they were, you know, freak? the the Cleopatra and Hercules were kind of in the minority. Maybe they were the true freaks. You know, there's well, he's, the moment where Hans. Um, that's what I was about to say. Is quoting her right? He's yep. like, "Oh, you, I'm going to fix you your medicine." And then he quotes her what she says when they're at the wedding table, where she says, "Dirty, slimy freaks. freaks." And then he says that back, almost as if it's like. 
she and Hercules, the ones who are being rude to the disenfranchised, are the actual freaks. Yeah. That's my take. I think the freaks of the title aren't the no. circus people. I think it's no. the people who are making fun of them. You think he knew what they were going to do to her? When he when they when that guy came into the thing and was like and then uh, Hans sat up and he's like tonight after the th- you know behind the car you know he's like tonight it happens tonight do you think he knew the full extent of what they were oh, gonna yeah. do to I thought we were just gonna rough her up a bit I don't know <laughs> yeah Hans comes oh, out yeah. he's like whoa 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 <laughs> guys <laughs> whoa too far. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we got a little carried away. Sorry, Hans. So we're just going to rough him up a bit. <laughs> yeah, guys, I understand that. But Hans, wow. Come on. That was way too far. Um, was, was there a part of this movie that you just like, uh, like enjoyed the most? I think it's pretty funny. I think a lot of the movie's funny and just like joy, a joy to watch. I like the guy in the oversized, the, the clown. Frozo. Frozo. Is that Frozo? Oh, Frozo. Yeah. yeah. Thought he was funny. <laughs> he has a clown after all. What was your favorite Frozo moment? Uh, I like when he first said, hit me in the head, and he pops up the, the suit, and it's over his head. You also were pretty enthused with the bathtub moment. Bathtub got me, too. <laughs> Explain the bathtub. The bathtub, well, <laughs> you know, that gal comes out of the... Uh, wagon and she's all dressed up dressed to the nines ready to go out in the town i believe right yeah Yeah, yeah, and and they're they're going on a date with with this guy and but you see he's in the bathtub looks like he's washing himself outside pretty vigorously outside (laughs) and you're like he's like i'm sorry i'm not ready i got i already already started with this already you know you're thinking he's taking a bath camera pulls out a bit and he steps down through the floor of the bathtub and out and he's it turns out he was not washing himself but he was turning this bathtub into a little go-kart <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect visual bait and switch yeah yeah it was great it was good because she's you know, like having a really like leaning over the bathtub yeah and you're like yeah, you're wow like, this is kind of risque for like the yeah 1930s. she's watching him bathe yeah all right better there's be some, some suds in there there's some risque moments in this movie the shoulder the shoulder Rub my shoulder. shoulder the shoulder moment. hanging up the the finer things on the clothesline yeah oh. the uh that's true that's true. The uh, conjoined twin who got kissed, and the other conjoined twin, you see her face, and she's like enjoying it. Because <laughs> they share the neurological yeah. pathways. It's like, oh, that's <laughs> very uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, I think this is, I'm going to go there. I think Todd Browning's saying something there. Ooh. Like they're there or in this Yeah, because early in the movie, like Hans is like, I'm a man. I have those feelings too. And he's just kind of pointing out just because these people are like different doesn't mean they also aren't human sexually too. Yeah. And feel. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's a part of their experience. You don't want to think about it, but. I love. I don't think about it too much. I love that when the (laughs) sister. Sorry. (laughs) Eric. Cool. Noted. Um, <laughs> I like I like that when one of the sisters, the conjoined twins, has like a success a successful date. Uh, they're like talking about it afterwards, and uh, the is it the husband or the boyfriend? 
I don't know if they're married. Uh, engaged. Of the point. other conjoined twin, they're all like in the same room. And he's like, yeah, you should come over sometime. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'd like that. We'll come over sometime. And you're just getting the breadth of how weird this whole situation is. <laughs> And the fact that all of them are cool with it. Yeah, exactly. They're like, this is fine. <laughs> this is who we are. It's okay. And whenever they have a fight, she's like, I gotta go. And he's like, oh, <laughs> that's your Whenever excuse. there's a fight, the other twin that's not in the relationship that's conjoined is like, all right, we're going to go. I got to go somewhere. Gets the sister out of the fight. I love it. Um, did, you, did you have a, a fun moment from the film that you liked or... Uh, there were I feel like one of my favorite moments was the like the point out of the like the switchblade because you kind of had that moment of like oh yeah like oh the tables have turned mm-hmm. uh, and none of them have shown violence up until this yes. point you know yeah they've been like shown as very like uh, you know, peaceful and fun and playful yeah. and then suddenly there's that it, it feels kind of like a bait and switch. You're like, oh, wait, oh yeah, this is different. I've seen it, the movie like ten times. Every time that switchblade flips up, I'm <laughs> giddy. I and know. It's like, yeah. Same, same. It's it's such an abrasive moment for that reason that we just that we just talked about. Where it's just like, you know, they're they're always nice and they're always, you know, they're literally doing this like party with a with an acceptance chant, and then and then he's just sitting there, and you think they're just like supporting him, and he's flicks out a and you're like whoa this went from 3 to 11 <laughs> with a flick of a knife like duke and then the other guy immediately pulls out a gun they you're all like, were packing okay knives, like, yeah. yeah okay let's get we're, we're here let's talk about it what do we think about the spook the spooktober aspect of this movie how Bro. horror is the are these last 10 minutes loved it <laughs> Dude, I said this, and I, I was half joking, but it, you know the sandbox scene in Toy Story? Yeah. It yeah. felt just like that. No, yeah. Where they start just coming out of the sand and I like think crawling it's a, towards oh, Sid. Yeah. I think it's a direct pull, I was like, to be honest. It probably is. A it's John Lasseter it feels like, a, like freaks. Oh, yeah. I think it's a direct pull, for yeah. sure. Because what are all those toys? In that scene, freaks. freaks. No, they're hey. literally they're literally freaks. They're misunderstood. Oh, okay. <laughs> who, wants, who wants to explain what happens that makes it so horrific at the end? There's a whole menagerie of moments. Josh, you do it. Go for it, Joshua. Yeah, Josh, okay. you do it. Yeah, great. so you have this moment where you viewed all of these characters, like we were just saying, kind of in a positive light. Yeah. Um, and then in this scene, it's raining. There's they're traveling in the circus, so they're all on their traveling wagons. Yeah. Um, and you have the lightning, you have thick mud, mm-hmm. and uh, then the chaos of like, like we said with the switchblades happens and we have the fighting, <laughs> um, and you have this sort of uh, scene where you have all of these different characters crawling through the mud because the the horses or the carts have crashed. They cra- yeah, it's the uh, equivalent of a car crash. But yeah, yeah. horse carriage crash. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, pretty well done for 1930s. Oh, yeah. Action car crashes. Super rainy, muddy. Yeah. They sped it up. (laughs) Uh, And suddenly everyone has knives, like, in their mouths and crawling through the mud. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, the best one was the guy with no arms and no legs. (laughs) <laughs> we had a, a knife in his mouth. How do you stab like that? And we there. know he's good with his mouth. Yeah, he you is. You know he is. Because cigarettes. He, 
he lit cigarettes. He, he lit, lit his own cigarette with just his mouth. There was a whole scene. Yeah. Like, dedicated like, yeah, a whole minute to watch. And it's like, this is amazing. This is mesmerizing watching cool. this guy do this. So that's, that's a good, that's a good scene setting, Josh. And you all felt Great. like it was pretty horror effective. Yeah. And the, and I mean, additionally, yeah, for some reason, Hercules was attacking the girl. I'm not entirely sure why he was doing that. Like you, I think he's probably just going much? to assault her or something. Yeah, he's, he's just some like she wasn't bad a dude. part of it. Bad guy. Well, but yeah. she found out. Remember, she confronted him. You're right. She did confront I him. totally forgot about that. Okay, yeah, she confronted him in a very embarrassing way in yeah. front of everybody, and everybody was watching, so he couldn't do anything. And she's he, like, "I'll tell." He was. He like grabbed her and then realized that everybody was looking at her, and he like let go. Okay, yeah, that's why. Because he was his pride was was bruised, mm. and he went to go kill her. I guess. I mean, that was insane. Yeah. And then Frozo helps her out. It, Frozo. It's, it's nice. It's not totally out of left field because you see him like the little people and the guy with no legs. Like they're kind of hiding under yes. the carriages yes. before they start moving, and they're just like watching. It's almost like more protective, but they're, they're like, like skulking in the shadows. Yeah. And then I don't know that last five minutes. Was there no, like more effective horror for the next fifty years than that? Like it's kind of genuine, genuinely spooky. Yeah, because they're crawling right at the camera. Yes, um, they are different, so that does add another layer. And I think the director is aware of that. The people are different looking. Yes, yeah, and they're like crawling really slow. Yeah, and it's just like, oh man, yeah, I had no chance. Yeah, and I think what added to it too is you know these are actually like real people. It wasn't like oh, yeah actors and makeup and whatnot yeah. so that that i don't know um added to like i guess the realism but. yeah yeah is it is it kind of on the line of like like was he trying to i don't know i know he's not i know he's not exploiting these people but like like was he ch I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, was he trying to make them look scary yeah, or I think whatever? It's, you know? I mean, I think if anyone who is different has to have the awareness of their difference and use it. Like my, I think the perfect example in modern days is Cyrano, right? Mm -hmm. Like Peter Dinklage is an actor who very much advocates for little people getting re like roles of mm -hmm. like regular roles that aren't just little people focused, but he's like also going to be like, if I'm the main character in Cyrano, it's obviously my physical difference is my height. So I'm going to use that. Like I'm going to acknowledge the difference yeah. and I'm going to use that to my advantage. Um, oh, such a and good I movie. think Todd Browning, <laughs> it's a fine line, but I think he walks it of like being like, they do look like they do look different. They do. It is different and yeah. different is usually what's scary. So I'm going to use what people think is scary anyway, and I'm going to amp it up to the nth degree. But at the same yeah. time, I'm going to give the, that difference agency it's yeah. not like they're scary as a butt of a joke they're scary no. because they have the agency to be scary yeah i think he gets it so i don't i don't fully think you know that he's doing that no it like yeah it just kind of, like, kind of feels like it but then i remember that he gets it he's 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 fine. <laughs> but then i remember he gets it he's fine um yeah yeah, no, but that it is it is quite it is quite creepy with all, them all just like crawling through the mud and then and then running through the forest. And then and then yeah. there's there's that there's that shot where 
it's a it's like a it's a still right at the end and hercules backs out of the shot and they all crawl into the yeah. shot and then they castrate him no <laughs> we didn't get to see that but we know but it like, happened but like you know i guess we know now that that happens but it's just like and they just like crawl which adds another layer when you're watching it's like oh they're going to castrate him oh Sorry, yeah I keep, i'm focused <laughs> on that for some reason we're just gonna yeah. say that a lot uh i expected to hear like a scream from him you know probably got cut like a yeah, you know like as cut. they crawled into the shot more mm-hmm. um and he was out of the shot you can tell how because the movie screen, doesn't but. feel like between scenes are abrupt, but you feel it at the end of that how abrupt it is. I think mm-hmm. when it goes to him talking in the circus tent again about the chicken woman, you're just like, "Oh, huh, we're here." Yeah, because the whole time it's set up like you're wondering what the in the first scene the guy's talking about like this spectacle, but we don't see what the spectacle is, and so then the rest of the movie is like this flashback leading up to what it is and then you get to view it you know it's wild though in that last scene hans was a part of the crew running at her that's right in that last little bit in the forest he's running after her like he he was he was there dude (laughs) oh he was there he was there (laughs) down the stairs i was there might have been feeling bad about doing (laughs) like a thing that should ruin a person's like life completely you should never be able to do something like that to another person it was crazy Oh man! Well, okay. I'm glad it got the Spooktober stamp of approval because I like think about this movie and I'm like, yeah, dude. It's not really spooky to the last, but then it's like the most right. spooky movie to me. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be like it's spooky because of the different people, which is what know? I think how it was initially received. Is it was spooky the whole time because those people look so weird because they're so but freaky. I actually felt like he, as a director, was trying to show them as individuals, and I think successfully, absolutely. like absolutely. Throughout the whole movie, you see these different characters who at first glance are different, but then you realize like, oh, these are actually people who have, like you said, personalities and they have um, love interests and they're, they're human. And so I thought he actually brought the humanness to it, and which actually probably at the mm-hmm. time, I mean, it wasn't uncommon to have circuses similar to this where they would have been portrayed just as a... As a as a show. Yeah. And so I thought he did a kind of a, it was interesting to me to see all the scenes on the back end of that where yeah. he was showing the humanness of these characters. Yeah. The first like 15, 20 Absolutely. minutes were almost him like passing through all the individuals and giving them each a moment. Yeah. yeah. Especially with the, the mom or the caretaker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in letting, the woods at the letting beginning. Letting them play in the woods. Yeah. With th- Pippin. <clears throat> yeah. We Pippin. didn't, was it Zip Pip and Snip? Pip and Zip. Zip and Pip. Zip and Pip. We love Zip and Pip. Um, yeah, we didn't really talk too much about it, but I thought that it was a super effective scene in the beginning where you have these two guys who are like walking through the woods and being like, hey, have you, have you seen any of those like people? And he's talking about the freaks. Um, and it's like, man, in France, we would like breed them out or like kill them is essentially what he's saying like he's using some other terminology but that's basically what he's saying it's just like we would take care of this problem in france like we wouldn't let this persist we wouldn't let them live lives like full lives and all this other stuff and the other guy is like not really caught on board but he's he's picking up what he's putting down and then it's and then they stumble on them and uh 
you know, and they're all in the forest and they're all kind of like dancing around in the sunlight and, you know, having like a fun time, like a really joyous moment. Yeah, it is actually. A really beautiful, joyous moment. And there's, yeah, there's this older lady who like caretakes after them. And then, you know, they, they come upon them and then they all kind of huddle around the caretaker in, in kind of a, a panic. Um, and then, yeah, the, t- the, the main guy, the French guy, <laughs> he's the main one who's just like, what is this nonsense? And like, these are, the private pe- property. these are the people I was talking about and this is private property and you should be ashamed of yourself and all this other stuff. And then she's just like, no, like they're, they're cooped up all the time and I just want to give them some sunlight and just like dance and just like be themselves and like just be who they are and it's just like god dude this is this is intense this is like this is a moment man and i I just thought it was super beautiful um and you could see the other guy who's like not quite on board who was talking to the french guy you could see that he was gradually like okay i'm i'm kind of seeing what's going on here and the guy i'm with is a bigot (laughs) (laughs) he's a full-on bigot and we're just gonna walk away and madam you do what you want to do and like you have a nice day uh (laughs) because um i'm you know through through her talking about them and talking about their circumstance in their life and like what they're going through um he fully understands and it's this beautiful, beautiful moment of a concept that I really like, which is like the more disconnected you are from the thing, the more you can dis- dehumanize it. Mm. And when you are confronted with it, it is very hard mm. to be a racist, be a bigot, be, you know, all these things. Um, very hard to discriminate when you're confronted with it, when you're right in front of it and you're seeing it. And I think this was a really beautiful moment of this guy who was kind of like kind of joining in with the French guy. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, sure. They're weird and whatever. But then when he was like with them, it was like, yeah, this is, this is, I can't do this anymore. Which may be one of the reasons why beautiful. we've progressed in that area, I think, is because, yeah, you're right, people weren't confronted with it so much back then. Mm. Didn't have TVs, newspapers, probably weren't doing anything about it, no books written about these people. Could have been the whole point of this film. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, well, I'm going to be the one to start that process in the long line of film and television and videos about people who are different. Dude, this movie was made by Frozo. Man, okay, echoing your moment, that moment with Frozo where, I forget what her name is, Sizzy or something like that. Yeah, the sisters, she's, they're all yeah, together. Yeah, one of the ones that's got some kind of crazy disability, mental and physical, and mm-hmm. she's like walking by and he's like, where'd you get that dress? You look so pretty in that dress. Mm-hmm. She kind of like makes a motion like, oh, stop it. Yep. And kind of is like complimenting her a bunch and then the two sisters come back and he like compliments them and he's like, you know what? I was going to get her a hat, but I might get you two hats with bigger feathers. <laughs> and it's like the combination of like complimenting them all, but like still like joking around with joking them. around with them and giving them the treating them like humans. Yeah. Treating them like you would a human, like having fun with them. And I'm like, man, that's yeah. such a sweet, like, it just makes me smile watching that. Anyways. Yeah. That no, was, that was a good was, moment. Um, I love that. That favorite shots. Anybody? Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. There's a tracking shot of yeah, following. I don't know if it. it was the man walking on his hands or one of the little guys. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I know exactly what you're talking and about. And it's really? like him Describe walking it. underneath the wagon right as the storm's starting. And so it's kind of oh. dark, but then like lightning would flash every now and then. And it's like fairly long tracking shot. And then it's him huddled underneath the wagon with some of the others. Um, hmm. But I just think it was really well done and something you wouldn't normally see in a movie from the 1930s. Um so like that, that one and it, it's right at the beginning it's right before all the wagons take off in the rain so i think it's almost kind of setting up like something they got some plan going on something <laughs> sinister is about to happen and there's something about the uh <clears throat> them like lurking under the carriages that i don't know why that is inherently spooky but it just yeah. kind of is mm-hmm. like the troll beneath so that the like with the movement of it right. and then it's like yeah pans to a bunch of them <sighs> yeah do you got one I don't know if I do. I, it's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hans, why Hans. you do this to me, Hans? <laughs> hey, what kind of? <laughs> how do I ask this without getting they're German? In hey, no, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. Like, We're on a pod talking about like, this. Okay. I think we we what our vision of and what we're usually presented with as like little people. Looks a lot different than these two people. There are different. There are different kinds what, for sure. Well, yeah. What, what kind are they? Let me look it up. Because <laughs> um, believe it or not, Cancel. Hans. <laughs> there, there were. Um, they were married in real life, I believe. They had the same last name. No, that was actually his sister. Caleb gets canceled really? every yeah. episode. Oh. So he had okay. three sisters, and they were all like they were in the Wizard of Oz. They were Munchkins. Yep. They were like in circuses yep. and sideshows and stuff. Um. It just says they have dwarfism. It doesn't say any specific time, a specific yep. kind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just dwarfism. German too. Yeah, they were known as yes. the, they were known German. as the doll family because <laughs> the they were dancing dolls. Yeah, that seems yeah, not great. That's how they. <laughs> Unless they just leaned How into it or whatever. Um, yeah, he was one of the lollipop guys. Was he guys. really? Yeah, he was oh, one of the sure. three. For sure. I could see that. Um, God, what is my favorite shot? Uh, I, I I would say I really like the shot that I already, again, that I already talked about where um, Hans is removing himself from, from the shot and they're all crawling into the shot. Yeah. I thought that that was really great. But as far as beauty goes, I really, li- I really like the shot where they're dancing in the forest. I it's thought so good. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. Do you got one, Jer? I mean, all the creepy stuff at the end, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's one where they're all like kind of standing together that I like a lot. It's a very good still image. It doesn't show it very long in the movie. I wish they had held on it longer. I love that shot. I actually really like the beginning, too, um, of just Hans and Cleopatra outside the circus tent. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the perfect visual representation of the... It's like a perfect visual representation of the difference and, like, her thinking herself better than all of the freaks. Yes. Mm-hmm. It yes. just, like, sums it up right there. And he's, like, wanting to attain the the world's eyes all thinking he's the same as them and yes. being able to do that. I mean, I mean, it's just like really simple, but like the black and white just looks really mm. good there for some reason. You know, it's a really tragic screenshot that like it just, um, oh, it's just so sad when she 
it's a it's a moment that I would freeze right after she throws the the goblet of oh when they mm. when it um kind of splashes and, on all of them all of <sighs> all of their faces are just like horrified confusion and hurt mm-hmm. it's like innocent confusion and hurt just like what are you doing and why not like i hate you and you're terrible but like what's going on and it's no, just like, they all just- have that look on their face and it's just like oh god it is just heartbreaking they're kind of like we consider ourselves like a big family even yeah. though we're not like blood related and like we're trying to do this fun ceremony to have you be a part of that and you just like want to reject it she literally just like well not literally but she like figuratively just like spit in all their faces and it was just it's just so sad dude oh hans how you do this to me and they shoot them out like animals yeah yeah and then like the ultimate humiliation is when they put hans hands on her shoulders and like Uh, like a kid yeah like a kid and parade him around and he's like just weeping at this point because she's just rejected like yeah all of his friends in a uh, shame shame them. yeah he yeah. feels such great shame yeah um did you have any other <laughs> uh, I I you're talking about that one scene where um, there was the difference between like you just saw the difference outside the tent between Cleopatra and Hans. Mm. I liked the shot just after that when she walks over and what's Hans's fiance? Frida. Frida. Frida you yeah. see Frida and Frida's positioned on a horse. So she's actually at eye level with Cleopatra. So you suddenly see this shift of like, Oh, uh, Frida's portrayed as someone who's like more clear eyed and actually in a position of power, Mm. even though she is also much shorter than her. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love that. Interesting. See, that's why I love freaks. There's more things you don't notice. Hmm. Frida's, I think puts on the best performance of the movie to me. I think she has the best acting. Yeah. She's the, she's like the most, um, like what we consider good acting today. Yeah. I think a lot of those are more like theatrical what they're doing. And she's like, I'm like, this is kind of real. Yeah. Like there were parts in the, in that movie where I was like, Whoa, that's not like 1930s. Acting. Yeah. That's like pretty good. It's kind of like a uh, Joan of Arc, just like with the face and the eyes, just looking really sad. It would just like hold <sighs> on her as she's talking about like how sad she is or dude, talk about like a shift. Like th- that moment where Hans is like saying like, Oh, you give me my medicine. You, and then his face shifts. It like literally changes from like light eyes to like heavy brow. And it's like shaded. Like, like it's almost like I'm doing this like with my hand and it's just like, and his eyes get like angry and it, there's like, there's like a, a switch that happens and he does it a few times in the film, but that's the one that I remember the most. And it was just so intense. And that was like, whoa, that's some good eye acting right there. <laughs> yeah. dude. That was like all in the eyebrows. <laughs> it was so good. And you can just like tell he shifts into this like, like angry kind of manic. Yeah. Also, was there some like early awareness of sexism going on? Because like there's a couple moments in this movie where the husbands are like, trying or fiancés are trying to put women in their place and it's yep. not really it doesn't look like it's a good thing in the movie's eyes and it doesn't well yeah no it doesn't look like they're accepting it either they're just kind of like passively ignoring them when they're talking about it yeah. it's not like they're like yes dear they're just like 
Like what? when like yeah. Frida's like, you shouldn't smoke as big of a cigar tonight because it affected your performance. He's like, woman can't tell me what to do. <laughs> I don't take orders from my woman. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the conjoined twins where he's like, you're not making the bed right. You have to do this. You have to do that. And then they're like, we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Happened a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Or I mean, the main thing with Hans and that lady i can't remember her name but she was just like yeah you, you your original flirtation was i'm gonna take this girl in and i'm gonna help her and you know change her and all this other stuff and obviously she got wind of like his true nature because she was like packing up her stuff and leaving <laughs> and she was like oh leave i don't care and it's just like yeah no there's a lot of the the kind of like awareness of like the toxic masculinity it's very interesting, interesting. <laughs> which todd browning was you know he grew up in, it didn't grow up but he was a part of a circus for a little bit so he gets it hey dude this 58 movie says more than most aren't like we all a part of the movies. circus <laughs> uh, wait, that's what you're ending on <laughs> we're, we're all a part of the circus on, on, under the under the big top you know Nitro Circus starring Yikes. Travis Pastrana. Travis Pastrami. <laughs> Travis he jumps Pastrami. over the largest sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Nitro Circus. <laughs> what the hell? Double backflip over what the Taj Mahal. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> you ever watched Nitro Circus back in the day? <laughs> Yeah, but it didn't actually have a guy named Travis Pastrami. It's Travis, Travis Pastrana. <laughs> Travis That's Pastrami. That's why I made the joke about uh, the sandwich. I'm dying, dude. I'm dying. Um, I got no so other thoughts good. on Freaks. You guys got stuff. There's more fun history. We don't have to go into all is there anything, Look up the Wikipedia. It's Is there anything we didn't talk about? Anything else you guys want to hit? Oh, well, we have to end with our ratings, our rankings. Oh, that's right. Let me give you a rankings. recap. We had a phenomenal Spooktober this year. We started off, number one, Caleb's ear said, you know what? The world's going to end, but it's going to end after Kirsten Dunst's wedding because she's the depressed one. The other one's got the fear of anxiety, <laughs> and that's Charlotte Rampling, who's also a pop star. That's right. It's Lars von Trier's Melancholia. Melancholia. Next up, um, was it your pick? It was Eric's, <laughs> it was Eric's pick. And Eric said, you know what? Enough with the serious stuff. I want hopping vampires. I want kung fu. And I want a man who tries to escape his head from jail bars. That's right. 1980-somethings Hong Kong kung fu horror bonanza, Mr. Vampire. It's wild, dude. <laughs> you should definitely watch and it. And then last time, Cody said, ooh, you know what? I'm Cody. I'm the serious one. I'm dark. I like anime. I like sci-fi. I like gothic. And you know what? Mm. I like Mr. Vampire D. Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust. <laughs> not Mr. Er, not Mr. No, Mr.'s here. Yeah. Vampire and then, D. Bloodlust. And then we just watched, yeah. um, <laughs> what's my movie called? Freaks. <laughs> <laughs> What's my movie called? Freaks. Oops, so uh, you guys have a number four to one ranking of these films. I could do it. Right, I could do it. Caleb feels good. <laughs> Caleb's ready. I'm going to go Mr. Vampire. Oh. Dang. I mean, it's going to be at the bottom. <laughs> now I'm going to go for sure. Freaks. Oh. Then I'm going to go. These, these are all really close. <laughs> These are all close. Don't, don't take any of these personally. And I'm going to go Bloodlust. 
Then we go Melancholia. Melancholia, number one. Nice, Eric. Mm. <laughs> Mr. Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Mr. Fruit. Vampire. No, I, I did. But but when you take in account, <laughs> it is the clear fourth in all of these films. Um, yeah, no, I would say the, the real toss-up is in the middle. So I'm thinking... Uh, I like really liked... I really like Vampire D, dude. That was <laughs> didn't we all? That was phenomenal. Josh, this movie is called Vampire Hunter D: Bloodlust, and it sounds like a terrible time, but it is an amazing. Time. It also sounds like a weird <laughs> like. Did I hop into something that I'm not prepared for? Is this the second movie? It is the second movie. There is a first one. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, the the second one is like much Way better it's like more time. renowned anyway um i don't know i think melancholy is like a wonderful piece of art but it's not always my vibe so i'm probably gonna go Lars, don't kill my vibe Lars, <laughs> Lars, don't, don't kill, kill my, my vibe. vibe so i'm gonna go melancholy then bloodlust then freaks yeah eric gets it yeah um josh do you want to rank yours freaks all yes the way. Freaks I, at number one <laughs> no 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 we're going four to one. Oh. <laughs> Josh so like, you just insulted Jared. Josh just went Josh went freaks 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 he's like haven't seen any of these so here's the thing here's I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna say it yep normally mm. I vote my least f- favorite to most favorite but it's spooktober it's different I'm thinking what movie am I going to want to rewatch around Halloween you know mm. so even though Melancholia Mr. Vampire even though Melancholia <laughs> is technically my second rated of these four films for spooktober it's number four fair okay. got it then we got mr vampire yeah then we got vampire hunter d bloodlust and number one we got an all-time classic in todd browning's freaks and then even above yes. that taylor swift <laughs> is <two of> the <laughs> <conference> <laughs> yeah because oh, you know you know none of like, that is terrifying yeah i went to, i saw i, saw, power cl- I saw, terrifying. saw clips i saw clips from the theater i'm like i'm so glad i'm not in there yeah but i do want to see it they say it won't stream until like january dude it was amazing <laughs> i do want to see it but it like probably stream. A new, it's a concert film standard you, you well you, you can't find it in theaters anymore it's gone no it's still there it's not Eras tour yeah you can go see it tomorrow tonight where it's Tinsel Era's Town. tour, not no, Eric's I checked, tour. I checked. <laughs> Wait, the actual tour or the film? No, no, no the f- no, the film's there. The film's not at Tinsel Town. Yeah. I, ju- I just checked. Look it up. Okay. Uh, I, while I'm looking this up, I will say I probably agree with your stance that, like, in terms of Spooktober, yeah, I'd probably put Melancholia last. Yeah, but, but it in is, terms but of it, a great movie, I love Melancholia. Yeah, no, it is absolutely still so um, amazing. Caleb texted the group. Are we just going to make a call now that our next? Um, series is Terrence Davies films. Terrence Davies, one of the great directors of all time, just passed away. Uh, I, I'd be down. Uh, there's a lot on uh, I could, in his oeuvre that I, I really want to watch. I looked so. up and Caleb, uh, Eric, and Cody, none of you have seen any of his films. Nope. And he's one of my all-time faves, so we I could, think we should do it. We could do it or we could do it next. That's what we're saying. Yeah, do it next. Or what? No, no, no. Like next what? after. Why? What else do you? I want? don't know. Just because, like, we're we're entering another holiday, and I'm not saying we do Christmas. Terrence films. Davies has a couple holiday-ish moments in movies. I'm just saying, do we want to do that, or do we want to do something? We want, I don't know. We want to do that. Well, let's do Terrence Davies. Yeah. I've been two to one. I've been out <laughs> <laughs> Two to one. Two to one. What do you say, Josh? Say Terrence Davies. 
Don't say it. Terrence Davis. <laughs> aren't they? Aren't his movies anymore. pretty cozy? He's got some cozy. Depends yeah. on which one you pick. But that was but yeah. last. That was that was a couple Christmases ago. We did cozy movies. Well, thank you all for cheering up with mm. with our Spooktober. Let's yes, do yes, our yes, spooky yes, yes. noises one more time. Three, two, one. <laughs> Ride the witch's room. Um, next, we'll be back with Terrence Davies. In the meantime, go watch the Eras Tour. Go watch Rat Catcher on Netflix. Go watch Housekeeping. Go watch Sisterhood of the Traveling Pan. I just checked. It is at Tinseltown. Go watch Killers of the It is not Ooh. available. It is all sold out. Josh so. George, thank you it's for your time. Us. Yes, thank you, thanks, Josh, George. for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. You added this a lot was... of depth. This was really fun. Oh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. We love Spooktober. Don't press that button. Don't do it. Spooky.